sometimes I don't think I have any expertise in the matter. So why try and formulate some sort of random theory about it? Because when you have a theory, it helps you try and understand it, even if it's wrong. And I'm not saying you How does that help me understand it if I'm just making things up out of thin air? (laughs) Because then it allows you to try things. It's like a discovery method. It's not like a theory. You say it's a theory. I consider it a discovery method. So if something happens... (laughs) Are you going to do follow-up work to see if it actually checks out your story? Right. So... You are? You're going to do follow-up work to see if your story checks out? On myself? Yeah. I'm just... If you consider your life just a human... One big human experience, right? So if my hip hurts, then I'm like, okay, maybe it hurts because my shoes are bad. So try new shoes. Shoes no good, try this. So it's just a, a way of discovering things. Okay. So what should just I do? ask questions, probing questions. Really? So whatever comes to mind, that's what I should yeah, you just look into? What else do you have? Nothing. Just sit there and like, just be like, this is that's my what, lot in life. That's what we have doctors for. Yeah, but if you are going to a doctor, that's one thing, but you're not. But let's go ahead and start this podcast. Hello and welcome back to Tells. I've been to the doctor for this before. That was 20 years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> like a year and a half ago for this exact same issue. Which doctor did you go to? The eye doctor. Our eye doctor? Yeah. Dr. Perizek? <laughs> yes, you drove me. Oh, that's right. So we're still talking about Andrew's sty, in case you missed it. Um, last week's episode, Andrew came back from Texas and has been up in the house because he's got a sty and he can't see and he doesn't have an extra pair of glasses my so he eye is can't broken. drive and defective eyelids my is eyes, what you yeah, said my eye is broken i think also as you get older then your recovery period drags on and on that's your own theory and you say how do you what know you that for sure it's from experience from what experience your own my own life experience you're 39 that's barely old <laughs> Well, is it young? Very. Is it? Yeah, it's very young. I mean, I guess it depends who you're ref- re- referencing. So, that's all we have time for today. News about Andrew's eyes. That's all we've been talking about all week. He always says I have a theory on uh-huh. why things are a certain way. Yeah, you do. And it's, I don't think it's a theory, like I just said. I think it's, it's questions it's the, of discovery. It's hard, Yeah, you're right. It's hardly a theory. It's just random musings about... Just like throwing, you, what's that, the bird box challenge thing where someone has a blindfold on <laughs> and they just wander out? You're wandering out into the realm of possibilities <laughs> with these theories. Well, it's better than just sitting there and going, woe is me, my eyes all broken. Is uh, it, or is it not? I mean, I'm taking the necessary steps to remedy the situation. But what about future? Yeah, what about it? What are you going to do in the future to try and prevent it? I should probably change my contacts more often. And? And? Stop rubbing your eye? Try and be very conscious about... Rubbing your eye? Yes. <laughs> you, you said to me you don't rub your eyes last week, but anyway. 
I don't think I, I mean, I don't necessarily think I do, but there must be something happening in my life along those lines. So do you feel a little bit of cabin fever being at home all week? Uh, not really, because I got a video out. So that was good. That's production, productiveness. Um, and there's another video that is still in the queue that needs editing from San Antonio. Meetup game there. But it's Super Bowl weekend. And that's like one of the prime times to be out playing live poker in Vegas. So I might have to go with one eye out there and battle. <laughs> I told you to get a patch. Go <laughs> pirate patch. I think it would make for great content. People would be like, what's that for, Nimi? <laughs> you know, you've got some like new style going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's a trendy thing, trendy yeah, sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, I just would feel really foolish, I think, with an eye patch. Just make it fashion, baby. I do have like a striped shirt. Someone, was that you? Someone called it like a pirate shirt once. I did not. I bought you that shirt. It was oh, one of you. your comments. Somebody, yeah, somebody else. <laughs> so yeah, you should wear your striped shirt and then put a, a pirate patch on. Is that what they do, right? That's that's good. That's a good uh, impression of a pirate there, baby. <laughs> Weren't you a pirate once for Halloween? No. No? Oh, you were a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Got the two confused. It's very confusing, the two. So no cabin fever, no sadness? Well, if I don't get out and play poker tonight, then I definitely will. Do you mind if I bring up something that you talked about in a video about <laughs> these weekends? That I put too much pressure on these weekends? Yes. Um, yeah, but I think I'm just going to go play 2-5. I've been enjoying playing the 2-5 at the win since it's very deep stacked. And usually a lot of people with a lot of discretionary money. To their name at the win. Including and, uh, James Rosenthal. Go get yeah. some money. Previous podcast guest, James Rosenthal. Go get some money from James. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I push it a little bit too hard. I feel like I need to play higher. Got to uh, make a big score this weekend. But I think if I could just... There's seven two five games going at the win right now. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said for... Striking World Iron's Heart, right? So if you have the opportunity and there's more games, then you should play. But mm -hmm. That's what I've always thought, and it usually doesn't turn out that well for some reason. I know, but maybe the context was, you know, making, like having this massive score. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just, you know, a better day because you have more options in games. But the... Mm -hmm. The game should be the same, like the day, your work day should mm. be pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And just let the chips fall where they may, pun in, no pun, pun intended, maybe. <laughs> it's a very punny podcast. It's probably what I'll do. And then I'll have FOMO about the 510 down the road. <laughs> At the Bellagio? Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah, I don't know. I can't give you poker advice. I'm sorry. That's but... okay. I don't, I'm not really looking for it, but I think that's probably the play. I'll probably Uber over there after this podcast. Oh, yeah, because you can't drive. Yeah. Do you think I'll be able to play with one eye? Sure. You might be more focused. <laughs> one eye focus. Laser. We'll have to see. We'll report back next week. Just hop on an Uber back. Yeah. If you, if you, you can't hang. <laughs> if I can't hang, okay. But speaking of Ubers, I went to the VW dealership today. Yeah. And remember the driver I told you about? Mm, the angry man. He's no longer there. You got canned? Apparently. Damn. 
And I said, I had. I hope it, I hope it's not because BW listens to this podcast. And they're like, <laughs> this guy's giving us a bad rap. No, of course not. But yeah, um, I said something about the wait time and that I wasn't going to ask for a ride home because then he'll just be grumpy yeah. driver and then a short time at home. And the guy was like, yep, that sounds like the guy I know. Anyway. Moving on from mm-hmm. that. Andrew took me on a date yesterday, you guys. We mm. went to a closed Mexican restaurant. <laughs> we tried to go. We tried to go to a restaurant that hasn't officially opened yet. Called? Santos Tacos. Um, it is downtown, new taco spot. Anxiously awaiting it. It's going to open t- on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. We're going to go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's like... There's probably not, I haven't seen a level of saturation as far as number of taco outlets. They're not enough. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not enough good taco <laughs> places in the city. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Tacos El Gordo is pretty amazing. Yep. Tacos and beer. Tacos and beer on Paradise is pretty good. It's great. And then I don't really like taco restaurants per se. You know, yeah. I like the sort of fast... Yeah, the more street style. Right. Because I don't mm-hmm. like the extra rice and beans. Why? No, I came for the tacos. I don't <laughs> want extra sides. Yeah. So I don't like that taco setup. I like street tacos with some chips and salsa mm-hmm. and a good top shelf mug. Top shelf or just house? What is the difference? So top shelf means you actually get alcohol from the top shelf. Right. <laughs> Didn't realize that. <laughs> what do you think top shelf means? Just, just like, like, just like they do a good margarita, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like they the, know that the finest, the, the tequilas, finest tequilas, the finest spirits. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, do you still like Taco Tuesday at Park on Fremont? I was wondering about that. I don't even know if it's still happening. Probably. I still like it. I would say no because uh, when it first started, the tacos were incredible, and then the quality slowly degraded. And Andrew always gives me crap about this, but my dad had a butchery, so I know when meat is good or not good. Mm-hmm. Just saying. High maintenance meat eater over here. I don't even eat that much meat, but that's what I'm saying. I know when it's good and not good. Okay. But anyway. What's the place at the fashion show mall? Al Segundo. Also mm-hmm. a very good, quick. Medium great, quick. Great happy hour. Yeah. Good happy hour prices. What about... The place at Sapphire strip, strip Club. I don't like that place. Everybody no. says it's the best taco place. Mm-hmm. El Dorado Cantina. Mm-hmm. I was not impressed. They they come with the sides. <laughs> that immediately for me says you're overcompensating. You should be making great tacos. And I don't want the rice and beans. <laughs> okay. That I mean, so it's just personal. I don't like the, the extras. Come, so. Don't come at you with the sides? <laughs> no. Okay. What is that? It's just filler. It's like how you sure. don't like, what do you... French fries. French fries. Yeah. I don't like filler. Give me the good the basics. Make them great. Yeah. Sometimes French fries are definitely bomb. And on For point. sure. Like McDonald's. I don't... <laughs> I don't think I've had McDonald's in like... No, I haven't, I haven't had it a long years. time. I was thinking about getting it recently, but... Yeah, you'll probably I didn't. be very, very sick. <laughs> Well, Don't if you just you get think? fries, it's probably fine. Oh, yeah, maybe. Good maybe. luck. Anyway, our date. 
carried on past the Mexican, uh, yeah, taco place that was closed. Yeah, we went to a percussion show. Like Japanese drum, traditional style awesomeness. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Kodo Hot? Kodo? I think it's just Kodo, Kodo is the name of the show. K-O-D-O. Yeah. On Instagram, they're Kodo Heartbeat. But yeah, super dope. Yeah, look it up. If Maybe it's coming to your city. But the demographic of the show, we were feeling pretty young. It's yeah, kind of it nice. It was surprising because I thought the demographic would for sure be younger. But yeah, I don't know. The young, Smith young Center. Kids. I think this Smith Center thing, like we're, I was talking to you, the Smith Center here in the downtown Vegas, they tend to put on a lot of crap shows. <laughs> Baby, that's very subjective. <laughs> crap because Andrew doesn't like... Musicals. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew think, doesn't like Broadway shows, so then he says that those are crap shows. I mean, right. I think they have a market, and I they mean, do well, and that's why they keep putting them on. I guess. I don't know what's wrong with these people. <laughs> you don't like music? You don't that's like not music. singing and dancing? That's not even music. That's fake music. No. What do you yeah. mean it's fake music? Music in musicals is not real. Why? The people who sing in musicals some of are them, usually very talented. Some of them are good, apparently. I'm sure that one that like blew up all over the world is great. What is it? Hamilton? I'm sure that's great. That's a musical, right? I think so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's on Broadway, wasn't it? I think so. That doesn't mean anything. Are Broadway, is Broadway only Mo- musicals? No, but mo- mostly the Broadway shows that come to Las Vegas are musicals. Anyway, musicals are terrible because it's like, yeah, it's just, it's very <laughs> forced. It's like... I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't do anything for me. I feel like music is supposed to like convey emotion and stuff. And this is like, now we're all going to line up in a line and we're going to all twirl around like this and we're going to follow the script. Well, yeah, I used to think, I used to hate musicals. And then I saw The Color Purple and there was tons of emotion. The songs, like you could actually hear what the words were. Yeah. And the songs were part of the story. And I sort of changed my mind about musicals. I saw one recently called Dear Evan Hansen. That was also very emotion-filled. Would it have been my first choice? Probably not. But I think you should check out a musical before you... I've seen lots of musicals. Lots? Yes. When? I don't know. I've tried to erase the experience from my memory. (laughs) Maybe you saw like very chirpy musicals and not like... That's what they all are. Yeah, but not, not, Color Purple was not. Color Purple was like the... This is about Prince, right? Or no? I was thinking about talking about Prince. Not Purple Rain. Purple Rain, that's what I was thinking about. Woo, somebody knows their music. So this is about Oprah? No, Oprah was in the Color Purple. It's about... (laughs) I think you should give it another... I'm not sure yet. Try. Tell them I'll get back to them on whether it's a great story or not. You never even watched it. Uh, no, I haven't. You're right. I have not watched it. But as far as generally go, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some outliers as there are everything in life. But generally, generally musicals are bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we didn't go to musical, and the Japanese drumming percussion yeah. set was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think the third time I've seen a show like this. Not the same show, but Japanese traditional Japanese banging good stuff i had a a friend of a friend in south africa and him and his buddies started like a drumming group Mm -hmm. 
they ended up touring all over the world. I can't remember what it was even called now. Hmm. But when he first started, we were all just like, uh, okay. Oh, yeah? But then he was getting all the... Money? All the money. But like, I mean, corporate gigs and stuff like that. You know, when corporate brings you in, because they're pretty, usually pretty stiff. There you go. But they were playing corporate Christmas parties, opening acts for big shows. So I was like, hmm. So Good moral of the story is that don't let anybody shit on your dreams. Do do it, whatever it is, even if it looks dumb. Yeah. Sing in musicals. If you want to be in a musical, sing, in sing musicals. that fake music. Baby. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do. Exactly. Just keep it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what do you think about mail time? Should I do mail time on the videos? Because I got a bunch of mail piled up over here. But I think a lot of it is like letters and stuff, which are great, but... You can't read those on the videos. Yeah, exactly. So should I do mail time in videos? Should I do it on Instagram, like IGTV, or should I just not do it? IGTV. Okay. Feedback is welcome to the wider audience, not just Boosie. Yeah, I think IGTV, because I think it's nice to know, you know, that that acknowledgement that people know that you got their mail, even if you don't read it read the whole thing so even if you did it in video mm-hmm. i think it's good to just say hey john got your letter thank you you know yeah i don't know maybe i'll do a very fast version um mail on the couch in a video and then ask people maybe like maybe i'll post a poll or something don't include it in a regular video just do its own video no but then people get especially angry if they see a video that's not a vlog they're like this is what i clicked on <laughs> <laughs> This is what I swiped to open. You opening the mail. Then don't watch it. We act like we have no choice when we get so angry with things that are completely in our control. You click on a video. It's got content you don't watch. Skip it, maybe. Isn't it ridiculous? Maybe. I don't know. Outrage culture. <laughs> Makes me outraged. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's outrageous. Okay. Let's do mail time. Let's read some virtual virtual mail time. Listener feedback. Got a message from Jan and he said, last time I sent you an email saying that I was going to try and talk to more strangers here in Brussels. It was and is still nice to hear your views on issues on poker and non-poker related problems. I even agree on most of Andrew's relationship advice. Well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a question about the level of play there in Vegas, especially in the cash games. As Andrew has visited some other destinations in 2018, does Vegas poker player pool in general, is the Vegas poker player pool in general tougher or softer than pools in Europe and the rest of the world? I have some tournament experience in Vegas where I felt the field was softer, but maybe that's the case because all the regs are on the cash tables. So I think... I think Vegas is generally tougher than anywhere in the U.S. I think when you're talking about one, two, and two, five, it's not really a big deal. I think there's so much, so many games here that you should be able to find a good one. I think tournaments are generally softer across the board, like wherever you are um, in the U.S. Like I think tournaments that happen here in Vegas are still pretty soft. Obviously, I'm not talking about like high stakes, super high stakes, high roller events, but yeah, like your whatever low to mid stakes events are going to be pretty soft. Uh, I think compared to Europe, the games in Europe are probably tougher. And I think 
there's a couple of reasons for that. The main one is that they've had access to online poker over the years. Oh, so more time to practice mm-hmm. pretty much because they can play a lot more hands. Exactly. Okay, don't touch your eye. I'm just not touching my eye. I'm Please just don't touch touching it. my eyelashes. Don't touch it. Was that most of his question? Yep. Okay. So I saw on Twitter that Bill Perkins said, stop this nonsense, make tournaments shorter so that lo- like people can actually play tournaments. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Love Did it. Did you like that tweet? Probably. Maybe that's why I saw it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm all for it. So what do you mean? Like day tournaments, like the mugs tournaments. So like four to six hours where people can... No, I think he's referring to like World Series events where they stretch over like five days or something. Okay. So you're saying what, two days, one or yeah, two days? something that's like on a weekend is fine probably. So, I mean, you'd get a lot more people. Yeah. And what else is the benefit of having shorter tournaments? I think that was his, that, that was just his main point. But as far as my opinion Mm -hmm. there's so much variance in a tournament anyway so let's just get in there and gamble it up yeah but that's (laughs) what i was going to ask isn't it for the pros the edge comes from being able to wear people out who don't have as much like staying power Mm. i mean i think if you are chip leader and you're not a pro poker player the adrenaline kicks in and you can usually you know keep working on that well the thing is that in a slower structure then the amateurs are going to be at a disadvantage because the professionals can be more patient they'll have more room to maneuver more they just have like more tricks in the bag basically but that's what i'm saying that's the edge so if you make it shorter mm-hmm. then don't the professional poker players feel like the edge would be taken Diminished. away because yeah. they have to gamble as yeah. much because the yeah, which I think is good for poker. Anytime you are leveling the field. Yeah. Would well, you think that is a way to level the playing field? Yes. One way. But it's probably not gonna happen. But do you think then cash games, right? If you're a winning if you're a professional poker player and you're a winning player, then over the long stretch you should be profitable in cash games. Do you mm-hmm. think that would translate to tournaments as yeah, well sure how because you have the shorter you just need a bigger sample size right so anytime if you have an edge in something even if it's like a small edge if you're adding more tournaments to your uh sample size if you're playing more tournaments then the edge will naturally show itself over a longer longer period of time mm. yeah there's just sort of a trend to make everything like deep stacked multiple starting days and if there's like four starting days for a tournament, then the tournament is going to be like a week long. Yeah, that's too long. <laughs> so there's this big 50 event because I don't know what it's the 50th anniversary of the World Series or something. And the opening event is this big 50 event where you get like, I don't know, a lot of chips, 250 big blinds to start and four starting days. And then, yeah, the event could last like a week or whatever, basically. We got an email from Kevin, and Kevin's email is titled Unfavorable Relationship Runout. He says, Hello, Andrew and Boosie. My girlfriend just broke up with me last week. She said the spark was gone. Something was missing in the relationship, and she didn't want me to be she didn't want to be with me if she was doubting our relationship so much. Worst part is she bought me a favorable hat, so I don't even know I don't know if I can even wear it anymore. 
I miss her a lot, especially because she was my best friend. How do I learn from this while not becoming calloused? I don't want to go into my next relationship fearful that history will repeat itself. Thanks, Kevin. Dang. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah. I think you can still wear the hat. You have my blessing. (laughs) 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 And uh, if we ever cross paths, I'll even sign it for you. I don't know if that makes any difference. Probably not. Your there's a there's a phrase in uh, gambling that is something along the lines of your past results have no bearing on future results. So like if a roulette wheel is has spun like six red in a row, it's not gonna it's not gonna mean neither that the wheel is slanted red nor does it mean it's due for black. Mm. It just past results have no bearing on the future. That's what they say with every trading education course. Mm-hmm. Past results are not indicative of... Exactly. Indicative. That's that's a good word. Makes me sound smarter <laughs> than no bearing. It's the same thing. Um, okay. In fact, I mean, I mean, there's always going to be like a learning experience, right? So it's even better than a roulette wheel. You don't learn anything from past from past spins. There's lots of things that can be learned from previous relationships, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, you learn a lot about like what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, but even before you get to learning what doesn't and doesn't work, the interruption of your life pattern puts you in that frame of mind to be more introspective and contemplative. Is that the right word? Yes. So... Yes, it sucks, but usually when your life is just cruising along, you don't really take the time to go, let me sit and think about my relationship, right? You're right. just going. And so when you get the interruption, then you do have time to think, hopefully. And then also maybe you choose a new, and that's also the opportunity to choose, like get your relationship to even closer to what you want, right? Because if you if you considered her your best friend and maybe she did at one point as well, then you can say, well, what do I need or what else can I add to this? Requirement sounds like the wrong word, but like what else can I add to this requirement of me being somebody's best friend and they being their, my best friend? Maybe we sit down once a month or bi- bi-weekly and talk about things Mm-hmm. that we don't talk about all the time. And that could be an added part of having somebody be your best friend and your lover or whatever the case is. I mean, I've had like multiple best friends over the course of my life. You have? No, I don't mean like at the same time. I mean, that person who fills that role has changed. And have your best friends gotten better over time? I would hope so. I would hope that my like quality of life has improved over time. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Because your best friends got better? Yes. Are you trying to like build yourself up here? No. I'm your best friend. Obviously. (laughs) That's not obvious. I don't think that you have your significant other has to be your best friend. I think so. You do? Probably. Why? Because it's like such a partnership, this life thing. So do you think that you can have multiple best friends, I guess is the question? I mean, I think different people can fill different roles, but like the way I think of best friend is like someone who is 
talk to them about literally anything. So I don't know. That's usually your significant other. So if that's your definition of best friend, then yes, your best friend then. And like, you know, helps you help each other, that kind of stuff, different aspects of life. Yeah. So I'm sorry about your broken heart. I don't like broken hearts. The one thing that I will, I will always say, and the only reason I say it is to remind myself is to forgive the other person, forgive them for whatever you think they did wrong to you for however they've hurt you for whatever they led you to believe, or you think they led you to believe that's now no longer true. I think that is where the freedom comes. Don't mask it and don't rush into a new relationship. It's be my mm-hmm. two cents. I'm down with that. Um, he said that the, the spark was no longer there or something. She said that the spark was gone. Mm. You're probably going to find someone who you'll have that spark again. Yeah, for sure. As long as you stay open to that possibility, I think it's inevitable, right? So you, being open to it is also putting yourself out there. Right, because he says he doesn't want to be calloused, which is already a great outlook. If you're saying I'm yeah. never going to trust women again, then of course we have <laughs> another problem, right? But you're already on the right path to say, I know this hurts right now, but I don't want to be this person. So I think you'll be, you'll be, you'll be fine. Just forgiveness. However you do that, there's multiple ways. Um, yeah. So whatever it is, it will make you feel free Mm -hmm. and you'll know when you've forgiven that person because whenever they come up you won't get angry and you won't get sad so the emotion is gone from the pain that they've caused you if the emotion is still there you got to do more forgiveness work yep any of those voodoo words try them all (laughs) i hope we helped kevin all right and then we got some feedback from lee from last week's episode on his chip leader walking away from the tournament. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. He says, the hotel option was considered, but only the following day. There was one next door, but we both had to work the next morning, and I'd failed to mention we'd, be, we'd been up since 6 a.m. that morning, and we're already into the early hours. So this was going from Jeez. bad to worse, except <laughs> the, the winnings. Um, in terms of how my wi- wife felt, she advised that she wanted to reply directly. Whether she will or not is something else. I still wear my black favorable hoodie with pride. She's going to reply to what directly? To how she felt about the situation directly to us. Oh, great. <laughs> so we look Can't forward wait. to that, yeah. Mrs. Lee. M- Mrs. Chivalrous, since Lee signed it, Mr. Chivalrous. <laughs> nice. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it all worked out fine. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully next date <laughs> will be planned out a little bit wiser. <laughs> Work all day, impromptu date to the casino, Impromp- win a tour. Impromptu tournament run. Yeah, good times. Okay, well, I think that's all we have time for yep. today. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, Got to make my way to the casino, my one-eyed self. I'll help you downstairs and put you in the Uber. Make sure you get in safely. <laughs> Uh, okay. My old man. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, to wrap up, best tacos place in Vegas. Tacos El Gordo. Tacos and beer. On the strip, El Segundo. Good mm-hmm. margaritas. Good house margaritas. Good chips and salsa. 
and some delicious veggie vegan tacos on the menu too. Off the, uh, off the strip, tacos and beer. Yeah. And if you want to be fancy, obviously go to Javier's. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, that's not even tacos. That's like Mexican like entrees and stuff. They have tacos too. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Tells. Bye. Bye.